Welcome to the BWFA Healthy, Wealthy, and Wise podcast series brought to you by Baltimore Washington Financial Advisors. This podcast is informational and not a specific recommendation. Please consult with your financial advisor. Thank you for listening. This is Sandy Horner, Managing Director, Wealth Management at Baltimore Washington Financial Advisors. I'm here today with my colleague, financial planner, Tyler Klug, to talk to you a little bit about 529 plans. Now, if Tyler's name is familiar, that's because just a couple of months ago, Tyler and I were podcasting about a very specific aspect of the Maryland 529 program that included advice on how to get the state to contribute to your 529. So like you put in 25 bucks and the state puts in like hundreds of bucks. So if you want a little more information about that, it's on our website under podcasting. Saving for College is the title of that. But today we're going to take a step back and talk a little bit more about 529 plans in general, not just the Maryland 529. So if you've wanted to know a little bit more about 529 plans, today is your day. So Tyler, let's talk to folks a little bit about just what is a 529 account? Sure, thanks Andy. Uh, The 529 plan is a type of tax advantage savings account uh, typically used for a beneficiary's educational expenses. So it's similar in the sense if some of you are familiar with like a custodial account that you can open up maybe for your child or grandchild. A 529 is a similar type of account or similar format where you as the account holder open the account for the beneficiary. But this actually, this type of account gives you a bit more control and there are more tax advantages than the custodial account, specifically when used for education expenses. Uh, this type of account, for example, when you contribute money to the 529 can grow, and then you can actually use money tax-free for college expenses, maybe some K-12 through tuition, and uh, potentially even some student loan expenses. In fact, if I remember correctly, the uh, list of expenses that you can use $529 on is actually pretty lengthy, like not just tuition, but if I'm not mistaken, you can use it on a laptop as long as it's for school. Uh, you can even use it for some living expenses and other things. Am I correct? Absolutely. Yeah, there, there's a pretty broad list of at least as long as it's qualified education expenses. Um, but yes, the list is quite broad. Okay. So that could be a huge help um, given the high cost of college tuition coming from a dad who is currently paying a college tuition. I know a little bit about that. So what are the benefits of the 529? A little little more depth. Sure. So like I mentioned, there's really two primary benefits, one being that tax-free growth. So when you make a contribution today, let's say you're, you have a newborn baby and you're saving for their college down the road 18 years later, well, you can contribute money today, invest that money, and let it grow until which point you need, the, you need to withdraw the funds for college. And as long as you take the money out of that account, for qualified education expenses, it can be taken out tax-free, so you'll never pay taxes on any of that growth. Unlike in a taxable account, an after-tax investment account, you would normally pay capital gains if you were to sell anything and use money from that type of account. So this is, that's a very big benefit, especially if you have a long time and you start saving early. Um, it, that account could grow quite large, and again, it's a, a huge benefit as long as you have that designed for 
the, the proper uses. So this may be a bad analogy, but it's kind of like an IRA for education, loosely talking. Because you you can put money in, it grows tax deferred. You get to take it out as long as you spend it on what you're supposed to spend it on, educational expenses. You don't get taxed on that money either, right? Right. It's kind of like an IRA and a Roth IRA combined, actually. Yeah. Because the other benefit that I didn't mention was, depending on your state, you might get actually a state tax deduction. So you can contribute money today, and again, depending on your state. Uh, but for example, we're in Maryland. So in Maryland, uh, if I were to open up an account and make a contribution. Uh, the maximum deduction I could get for that contribution would be $2,500. You're allowed to contribute more, but for this year, if I made a, a contribution to an account, I could get up to a $2,500 deduction per account. Again, that is state by state, so I would, of course, recommend to review what state you're in and determine uh, the deduction availability for your specific situation. So here in Maryland, again, by way of example, let's say my wife and I open up a 529 for one of our children. If I put in $2,500 and my wife puts in $2,500, then we get each get that $2,500 deduction on our Maryland taxes. Right. Conversely, at the beginning of our time together today on this podcast, we were talking about a Maryland state program where instead of getting a deduction, if you meet certain income limits, and there are some criteria that you have to adhere to to qualify for it, you can invest very small amounts. If I remember, it was like $25 into the 529. And do I remember correctly, the state would actually contribute possibly up to $500? You're right. Yeah. So there's an example, folks, of the two benefits that Maryland brings to the table. Are there other states that have 529s? I know we don't have all of their benefits here, but... Other states have 529s. In fact, most states have a 529, right? Most states do, yeah. And depending on the state, uh, some states allow you to actually get a deduction whether or not you contribute to that specific state's 529 plan. Um, some states you know, have that requirement that you actually do have to contribute to their plan, like Maryland. Uh, Maryland requires that it has to be the Maryland 529 you make the contribution to. But some states are, have flexibility in that. Um, and, and that drives a question of, well, which plan is right for me? Uh, you know, I think some factors to consider would be things like your, the cost of the underlying investments inside of that plan, uh, what, what investments are available uh, from an allocation standpoint. So there's, there's factors to consider, of course, when deciding which 529 plan is right for you. And, and I would go a little bit further. Yes, you want to make sure you mentioned the word allocation. So if I'm investing in a 529 for my kid's future college tuition, I want to make sure there are appropriate um, investment models, if you will, in there for me to pick from. Right. The other thing that I want is I want to make sure that there are good investment companies in that 529. So most state 529s are managed by a particular mutual fund company or some other type of investment company. And, you know, obviously some are better than others. So that's probably another consideration, isn't it? Of course. And so in addition to talking a little bit about what a 529 is, which we've talked about, and the benefits of that, and we talked just recently about which 529 should I cover, let's also talk a little bit about the benefits of using a 529 as a college funding vehicle as opposed to 
other accounts. And in the context of, should I put everything in a 529 or should I have a combination of plans? If I'm only gonna do one, is the 529 the best? What would you advise for people that are looking at starting this? Just stick with a 529 or what are other considerations? Well, this is certainly something we cover as part of our financial planning process and it's um, you know important to review your own specific situation. Uh, so, so you know, give us a call or, or send, shoot us an email if we can help you with that. Um, but certainly it's an important consideration not to try to overfund the 529. Uh, something to keep in mind is if, let's say, you saved up hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars in the 529 and your child or whoever the beneficiary is decides not to go to school, well, then what do you do with the money? Or maybe you have the latest whiz kid and your child gets a scholarship sure. to the school and you don't have to pay for it. There are still some ways in the, in the scholarship case you could take money out, still tax-free, uh, but... In the event that you, you overfunded that account, you still can withdraw the funds. The money is still yours, but any of that growth would still would get taxed if you don't use it for qualified education expenses. But on top of the tax, there would also be a 10% penalty, which could be quite large depending on, again, if you have many, many years of growth, and now you have it significantly overfunded, uh, that could be quite a large dollar amount. So it is an important consideration, uh, to your point, Sandy, to try to make sure you don't have you have a balance and you don't have that overfunding situation and you'll have some maybe after-tax dollars as well. But again, that's something we work with our clients on uh, as part of the planning process. And, and there are some additional techniques. For example, you can change the beneficiary, right? right. So if you know your daughter Susie went through school and you still had money left over, you could change it to your son Johnny and use it on him. That's um, a great point. And, and some, uh, something to consider there too is it ha you are allowed to do that, but it has to be within family lineage. Uh, so mm -hmm. there, you can't change it to anybody. You couldn't change it to your friend, for example. Um, but again, that's just, just a consideration. I, I would say, you know, the bottom line, folks, is that if you are planning on sending your child to college, and by the way, we should also point out that uh, 529s, at least here in Maryland, I know, can be used uh, in part for secondary education at K through 12 mm -hmm. as well. But if you're looking to build a nest egg to pay for either private school tuition or college tuition, um, a 529 probably ought to be part of that overall strategy, correct? Absolutely. Great. Well, folks, we really appreciate your time. Thank you so much for listening. Head on over to bwfa.com for more information on uh, 529s and lots of other topics and to refer to the other podcast that I mentioned, Saving for College. And I would remind you that there are uh, various investment planning and tax aspects of what we have been discussing here today. So you should check with your tax advisor, check with your financial planner, check with your financial advisor. And if you don't have any of those professionals in your life, feel free to contact us here at BWFA. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. For questions, more information, or to schedule a conversation, please contact Baltimore Washington Financial Advisors. Past performance is no measure or guarantee of future returns. Investing in securities involves risk, including the risk of principal. The securities and services mentioned here may not be suitable for every investor. You should discuss these with your advisor prior to making a final determination based on your risk tolerance, your investment objectives, and your financial situation. Baltimore Washington Financial Advisors is a registered investment advisor.